Welcome to Last Week in Gaming, where we talk about games we ran or played last week. I'm your host, Matt J. Let's get started. Last Week in Gaming and the Diceology Podcast and the 211 Show are made possible by listeners like you. Support my dream hustle at patreon.com, MadJ0, all letters. Let's make this our regular thing. So last week, I played Mithras in Glorantha. So Rasta, son of Ross, which is Wilhelm's character, and T-Rug, the shieldless, that's my character, they have both made their way to Pavis, to the big rubble. After a little sightseeing of the city, they venture into the rub, as it is known locally. They chat with a farmer about some zebras and some of the local phenomena before they head south to the real city, but get ambushed along the way in the ruins by rock lizards. So right out of the gate, I will say I'm not a fan of D100 percentile systems, but I probably need to stop saying that because I really love Mothership. Uh, Mithras, uh, I dig it, right? D100 is pretty simple, straightforward. Right, We're rolling under our skill number. If I'm 58, if I roll 58 or less, I'm good to go. You always know what your odds are. What I like is the special effects-based combat system in Mithras. So fighting with that rock lizards wasn't about wearing down their hit point score, right? As much as it was trying to invoke special effects, which fed the fiction we were playing in. It was fantastic. It was good. There's a little mini puzzle game between your action points and initiative two, and defenses are active. I have to use an action point to defend if I get hit, uh, or I could choose not to and, and maybe take the hit. I don't know how that plays out yet, uh, but I could see that as an option there, and that's something I'll consider going forward. I will say for both Mithras uh, and Glorantha, Having a guide was super useful. I think for Glorantha, given how large that world is, having someone like a Dave who is steeped in Glorantha and loves it is good to have uh, to navigate and show you through the lore there, right? A lot of the negative conversation online is how big and heavy the setting is and setting dump. But my thought always is pick something that interests you there and dig down from there, right? Come up and go broad when you need to, uh, but stay small and tight. You don't have to eat the whole elephant in one bite. We pull in as much Star Wars lore, as much Star Trek, as much MCU lore as we're interested in. Uh, People are flabbergasted when I tell them what Marvel movies I have not seen, right? Uh, I go see the ones I'm interested in and uh, read the highlights of the others that I'm not so much interested in, so... I think it's the same here, right? Glorantha is huge, but the rubble is fantastic. The cults that are available are fantastic. This is a game I'm excited about uh, for Tuesday night, so we'll see how long this runs. Next, uh, I have a max pick. We've been we've been digging through Horizon Zero Dawn, the board game. It would be nice if there was a quick start. Uh, the rule book is more reference laid out than hopping and play. But we're managing it. You're essentially hunters um, going through a series of smaller hunts until you get to your big quarry. And uh, there's some level ups and uh, some enhancements to your characters through the card decks 
as you play. So we're still roughing through our first game, but it's been kind of cool and fun so far. Session zero for A-State is in the books. No more prep. Well, no more reading about it. I'm prepping for our session one, uh, which will happen on Twitch TV, actual play, starting Sunday, June 19th, 8 p.m. Eastern time. We're going to use Foundry VTT. I was hesitant at first because there's no implementation for A-State. But thanks to Handiwork Games and John Hodgson, we're going to get some art assets for uh, tracking character stats, um, alliances, factions. That makes that a little bit easier. So mad love to those guys for doing that. We have an activist, a dinginsmith, a loss finder. They live in the Barge District, which has just experienced a surprise withdrawal of the Three Canals Authority uh, from the area. It is now the Daylight Syndicate, the Softwalkers, and the Barge Council scrambling for control to fill that power vacuum. That's the situation we're starting in. It's a Forge in the Dark game. The setting is super evocative. I I don't even know where to begin to... Yeah, A-State is a Baroque urban nightmare. You will uh, defend your corner from selfish authorities, angry gangs, and heartless industries and deal with the spiraling consequences of your own actions as you struggle for better tomorrow. This is straight from their website. It's got some cool mechanics in here. I'm, I'm interested to get to the table. A lot of setting stuff, and uh, it will fill the next few last week's in gaming episodes. So uh, the uh, tagline is, you will never forget the city, but the city will forget you. So come check us out. Uh, actual play on Twitch. And out on Substack, I will be posting about my first impressions and how I'm prepping as a first-time GM for A-State. And you can find that out on Play Fearless on Substack. I've returned to BXD&D and my 99 Scrolls campaign. I'm using the old-school essentials with some of the advanced options. This is a local in-real-life game, West Marches style. Uh, the premise is there are only 99 spells in the world. Many of them are unique, as in only one person can access or use it. I have stolen some lines from the Dying Earth series, where spells are uh, entities, and in that post-apocalyptic world, it has seen the loss of many spells, in that there's less than 100 left. So I'm working out some of the mechanics, fictional stuff at the table, uh, but for now, uh, if you're a spellcaster in this game, you've got to come up with where your spells came from, since they're on this list of 99 spells, right? Uh, they're, they're a valuable resource. Where'd you get them from? Spellcasters also start at a higher level than non-spellcasters. So levels three to five for spellcaster as opposed to first to third levels for non-spellcasters. Uh, new spells you don't get automatically. Uh, they come from exploration of ancient ruins, other spellcasters, and some creatures. So I also have an incomplete index of spells uh, that I'd like to see in the world uh, with some space in there for what players want and need. This index concept is stolen straight from the One Ring, where there is a list of treasures called the Treasure Index. And uh, basically, it's a way to catalog all the spells in this universe that, that, will, ever be, that will ever be. So... Uh, three games in so far, the players seem to be digging the setup and the premise. 
fictionally, it, it gives a, a motive for parties to go out and explore, even if it's only the spellcaster driving the exploration. You have uh, parties forming around this. So we'll see where that goes. I'm excited about it so far. If you don't know, uh, I've also been pretty busy on Kickstarter, promoting, pushing, begging for pledges for my Lifted game. Lifted is a people with powers role-playing game primed by Cortex. So Lifted Volume 1 is a role-playing game about people manifesting superpowers in a world filled of dark secrets and advanced tech. You'll take the roles of these people struggling against techno-aggressive organizations, otherworldly intelligences, and other powerful Lifted. You make your choices in a world where superpowers are extraordinary and the stigma of having them grow stronger every day. So if you haven't, jump on out to Kickstarter, Lifted Volume 1, throw your wallets at me, make some pledges, Uh, share, signal boost. I appreciate uh, the help and the efforts. We're at a little over $10,000 of the $15,000 needed to produce this project. So I appreciate all the help I can get. Twilight 2000, straight out of Khalees Saturdays, is still a thing. Although our schedule will get impacted over the summer as folks go and do family summer things, this game is still the strongest game I've got on the schedule. We're 21 sessions in, 23 if you count the connected one-shots. The crew has moved their camp from the cistern in the woods to a quasi-abandoned farming community. They're trying to feel out their neighbors. They made friends with the dog. They're still trying to build this still to make alcohol for the truck they have because they they have enough gas to travel less than 10 kilometers. And so that kind of hinders where they can go and what they can do until they get some more alcohol. So uh, that's been a big motivator, driving factor for a lot of their decisions is building this still. That's my week in gaming. Let me know what you're playing, what you're prepping, what you're thinking about playing. You can find me on Twitter at MadJZero. I look forward to hearing from you. And come check out my Kickstarter. That's my show. Thanks for listening. Send your comments, questions about this episode to me. I'm on Patreon at MadJZero, all letters. Or send it to Twitter at GoDiceology. And you know, subscribe, rate, and like. Let's make this our regular thing.